welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls today Bible Conference. Today we're in Matthew 9, verses 16 through 26. We're going to see Jesus do a couple different miracles in one kind of episode that flows together. While he was saying these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come, lay your hand on her, and she will live. Jesus rose, followed him with his disciples, and behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for twelve years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, If I only touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned, and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house, he saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion. He said, Go away, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went through all that district. So you got two different episodes. The first one involves a ruler coming to Jesus. This is a man with power and authority, probably some money, and it says that he knelt before Jesus. So here you've got this high-powered guy, and he is in a desperate situation because his daughter has died. And he knows that Jesus is the only one who remotely has a chance of fixing this desperate situation that he's in. So even though he's this rich, ruler, authoritative type guy, he humbly bows before the Savior and asks him for his help. Jesus responds to this kind of faith with compassion, and he grants his request eventually, although not immediately. I guess I should stop right there and just ask this question. Many of us, I put myself in this category, I put many of you listening in this category, many of us are from America, we've been raised in a situation that is very favorable. Even the least wealthy among Americans are very, very wealthy compared to the rest of the world. So in some ways, we're like this ruler. We've got a lot going for us. And when we're in that position, it's easy sometimes to think that we don't need God. We don't need Christ. We can do this on our own. We can buy our way out of our problems. We can use our influence to take care of the things that concern us. But we should be like this ruler who humbly kneels before the Lord and begs for his help because we understand that he's the only one that can truly help us in the condition that we are in. So before he gets to this ruler's house and raises his daughter eventually, another situation unfolds. On the way, a woman who has suffered from a discharge of blood. Many scholars say that she's been hemorrhaging vaginally for 12 years. This is a serious thing. Not just medically, she would be anemic. She would have low blood levels, low iron. She'd be weak, But in addition to that, she's also ceremonially unclean. She's basically negated from being part of the Jewish social community and part of the religious aspects of the community. And this woman is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum as this ruler. She's a woman, which back in those times, women sadly were just valued less than men. And she's unclean. She doesn't have a lot to bring to the table, not a lot of power or influence or money, but she too is in a desperate situation and she expresses her faith differently, but similarly, she just reaches out thinking, if I can only touch his garment, I'll be made well. And Jesus immediately knows that's what her thought is and he recognizes her faith and instantly heals her. Now, there's another account of this in a couple of the other gospels. This same thing is written about a couple different ways in other gospels. 
And just a note about that. If you were to read, and we'll eventually get to those other accounts in the other Gospels, there are some differences in those accounts. Those differences aren't contradictory. Those differences are just recorded differently by Luke and by Mark and the other Gospel writers compared to what Matthew writes. That should not concern us in terms of making us think that the Bible is not reliable or somehow untrue because these accounts vary in their detail. Rather, it should affirm our commitment to and our faith in Scripture because anytime multiple people witness the same event, if you ask them about that, they give different accounts. This happens in a court of law all the time. If you've got three or four witnesses to the same event and all of their stories are exactly the same, that's actually concerning for a jury or for a judge because it suggests that they might have cooked their story up together. If the stories are different in some of the details, but essentially the same, like what we find in the differences between the gospel writers, then it verifies these accounts and the truth of these messages. So we'll look at the other ones and compare them when we get to them later on. Anyway, Jesus heals this woman in response to her faith. He goes to the ruler's house and raises daughter in response to his faith. And these miracles, these signs, are all meant to confirm his identity as the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who was to come, the one who was promised by the prophets of old, who would who would establish an eternal kingdom and reign on David's throne forever. You notice a pattern here where he does these miraculous signs, and then he teaches some hard truth that challenges the status quo. Then he does some miraculous signs, and he teaches some hard truth that corrects the misconceptions of the status quo. It's also noteworthy to step back and consider what these two miracles indicate about who the kingdom of heaven is for. It's for well-respected, powerful, rich guys who quote-unquote don't need God. And it's for not highly regarded people who are on the fringes of society and religious life, ostracized and shunned for whatever reason. Christ is coming to bring the kingdom, and anybody who puts faith in him will receive its benefits. And isn't it great that God had this all written down by Matthew so we could understand clearly who Jesus is, what he came for, and how his gospel affects us. Man, aren't we blessed to live in an age where we have the whole story right here before us so we can put all the pieces together and make the logical conclusion that Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father and Jesus Christ is the only one who can help us in our deepest need. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners— First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.